This is Indirect Kick. What's going on, everyone? We're back. Um, we just want to say to all the people who are non-soccer fans who maybe turn on SportsCenter to watch saw some highlights about the Champions League, it's always like this. So you always have to watch, and things like this always happen. Right, Brian? Right, right. Greg? That's right. <laughs> uh, all the time. Also, uh, so I'm going to be quick. We have a lot to talk about. Um, so I'm going to give a shout-out to – first thing I'm going to give a shout-out, Brian – Gonna give a shout out to your Sixers. They forced a game seven Sunday. You're gonna not have any Mother's Day plans and watch the game, of course. Uh, Greg, shout out you. You got new music at some point, right? That's right. Yeah. It's coming out uh, probably early July or late June. All right. Uh, shout out Dennis Burkamp. He's a Arsenal legend, Netherlands legend. Um, Dennis Burkamp highlights are porn. You will get flagged if you wa- watch them incognito. <laughs> they are. He he only scores bangers. Um, what's the other thing? Oh, I listened to this podcast called Throwback. Uh, it's about the first ever Women's World Cup, which was called. It's like called like a long thing. Hold on a second. It was in 1991. Yeah, the United States won. Yeah, and it was in China. China. China, but it had like a. It wasn't a called the Women's World Cup. It was called like. Oh, here it is. The first women's championship for the women's football for the M and M's World Cup, nineteen ninety one. Yeah. So like, so it doesn't go into the details, but they like the first, It's like a going to be like a six episode thing leading into the world, the Women's World Cup, basically talking about because everyone knows ninety nine because ninety nine is like basically like put women's football on the map, um, but. Uh, they basically talk about how like there's like no sort of women's competitions for soccer and like it just went in like how like this one Norwegian woman like went into like that's the whole first episode was like how they basically set it up and they're like they were scared that nobody would watch it so they basically like named after a sponsor just calling it the World Cup they don't they wouldn't be worthy of being called the World Cup so anyway, really interesting stuff if you're like hyped about the Women's World Cup this summer I definitely it's a watch it's hosted by Grant Wall who's like a big soccer reporter here for SI. Um, yeah, so if you like, and even if you know playing fo- football, um, you'll know him. Um, other thing is, my girlfriend wanted me to shout out um, uh, Chris Evans, aka Captain America's ass. That's America's ass. Um, I don't know what soccer team, so I can make it relevant to soccer. I don't know what soccer team he would, that Captain America would like, but I imagine it wouldn't be a German team. That's a World War Two joke. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right, let's get started. Let's start. Stateside, um, no offense to MLS. We love MLS on this podcast. We're big supporters of our local league and our local team. But so much shit happened this week. We've got to do this quickly. Um, so no, we're just going to talk about the DC United because there was controversy in it. Uh, no offense. We we know we got Sanders Hive. We got Gus. We got people in Seattle. We never really talk about the West Coast when it comes to MLS. We should probably do that more. But we're going <laughs> Brian, all right, what a dick. <laughs> Brian waved his, of the West Coast. Okay, anyway, DC United won 3-1 at home. They've been struggling at home. Big win for them against Columbus Crew, but there was some controversy. Um, apparently, the ref, Ted Uncle, uh, that isn't really his name, Ted Uncle is an idiot <laughs> and just couldn't get out of the way of, uh, of Lucio Acosta and, was it Will Trapp? I think it was Will Trapp who... Got called in the foul. Yeah. Um, so basically, they kind of all three of them collided with each other, and uh, Columbus scored. They went to VAR. They waved it off, saying that Will Trap fouled. Um, me, we're all DC United fans here. I gotta say, I wouldn't have waved it off. I would have kept the goal. Um, it, it te- I guess technically he Will Trap t- like tapped Lucho Acosta's foot, but honestly, it was pretty soft. I don't know what you think, Brian. Yeah, this goal should have stood, in my opinion. Um, the referee was really the one who fouled, not uh, the Columbus player. I think we said Will Trap. So I don't really think... Uh, what I think happened is the referee interfered with the play. Mm-hmm. It directly resulted in a Columbus goal. And he's like, oh, shoot. That's not good. And then he bails himself out with VAR. 
is essentially, I think, how, at least that's how I think Columbus would describe what happened. Yeah, I kind of, I think that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, there was a, um, we, they kind of got a, a beneficial call. They got a makeup call at the end where it was like an arm, uh, <coughs> um, what's it, uh, what's it? Handball. Arm ball, handball. handball? What I'm trying to think of, like I'm thinking of like wrestling moves, like <laughs> yeah, uh, arm bar, yeah, a <laughs> uh, uh, handball uh, that probably should have been called, but by that time we had control of the game, so it didn't really matter anyway. We're up two nothing at that point, um, I think, or we were winning and had control of the game, right? Because DC United they bailed out by videos review Thanks. in the, like the 21st minute, and then three minutes later they go down and score and go one up, so. Columbus was feeling pretty aggrieved. Yeah, so understand. And, you know, if this would have happened in Columbus, we would have been like a riot with like five people in it. So I was just glad it wasn't a road game. We saved the crew, though. Good, good. Yeah, we saved the crew. Yeah. um, That's all the MLS we're going to get into. Uh, I wanted to talk about LA Galaxy, Red Bull, New York is a good game. Um, Laton. Oh, Chris Pontius. Um, A nice assist as Laton. Very nice. Uh, they ended up losing now, um, but that, that's that's our MLS talk for this week. Uh, uh, shout out um, the Philadelphia Union. They scored six against the Revolution. Yeah, and got and got Brad Friedel out of here. Friedel five. Yes. Uh, well, so, you know what? If there was promotion relegation, he probably would still have a job. <laughs> you know, can't motivate him. Um, Sounds like you're a bad coach, buddy. Yeah. Um, so the Union and DC United are both atop the with the uh, Montreal tied for the lead in the Eastern Conference at 20 points. Uh, Shallow Impact. I'll be in Montreal in a couple weeks. You won't be there. I wanted to hit up a game, but I won't be able to. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll be all right. Okay, uh, we're gonna uh, take a quick break, and then we'll we're gonna talk about the Prem. All right, um, let's talk about some Premier League. Um, the first day of wildness happened on Monday. Uh, well, I guess the weekend. The weekend, weekend uh, Liverpool won. They were up, I believe, two points on Monday. And then uh, Man City needed to win. They had a tough game against Leicester. Leicester, we don't go, we we're not going to get into too much Leicester City talk today, but... Leicester City will challenge for top six. They're gonna be the Wolves next season. Of like of how Wolves was like nobody wanted to play them. Like that's gonna be Leicester next season. I think they're gonna be really good next year. Yeah, I think Wolves are gonna be good next year too. Yeah, but we, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, but we don't have to. We don't need to get into that now. But um, let's talk no, about Kazaki. What about him? Oh, he's leaving from Leicester. Yeah, well, I think more importantly, they have Bernard Rogers. I think yeah. he's a really good manager. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway. Um. So. Um, Manchester City needed to win. Uh, it was a tough, tough game. Uh, really weren't be able to create much, uh, Man City. And then all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> Miss and Company said yeet and was like, I'm just gonna like, I'm just a world cross striker now. All of a sudden, I just, I just, I just score bangers from like 30 yards. That's what I do now. Uh, he hasn't scored in like a year, right? So at least. Like, yeah, at least a year. Um, I think the last outside uh, like goal from like outside the box he scored was like, like, like four. Or He's five never years scored ago. from outside. The box. Oh, that's his first goal. Okay, it's his first ever goal okay. from outside the box. Okay, I thought I thought I heard a stat, but maybe I'm probably wrong. But yeah, so that's so pretty wild. We thought uh, that got gave us Man City the lead. So now we have Super Sunday. Liverpool needs to win, and they need a tie. Uh, they need to beat Wolves and. Uh, need Brighton to at least get a tie against Man City if they hope to get their first Premier League title. Who, 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 what do we think? Um, the chances are very slim. Uh, Brighton getting a tie with Man City. That, um, you know, maybe if it comes down to nerves, that could be possible. But in general, from everything we've seen this entire season, I don't see how Brighton holds down Man City to a draw. What do they treat... Man City, like they treated Arsenal. What if they like pretend that Man City is Arsenal? What if that helps? <laughs> I mean, the problem is Manchester City is an Arsenal. Yeah, this is a big, yeah. They're actually pretty good. This is a big problem. <laughs> um, also, uh, top four race, uh, you, you 
Chelsea stumbled their way into a Champions League spot. I don't see how it happened. Literally, every other team made it possible. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Literally, it was just a shit show. God. No one wants to be in the top four, apparently. So, yeah. I'm, I'm happy we made it through. Um, and then uh, Europa League, whatever we can discuss later. Yeah, we'll but, discuss it in the next segment. But, yeah, uh, can't. Uh, can't express my enthusiasm more. I just like, I don't even know. Like we barely made it. Like Champions League is going to be pathetic next year. If we play like we have this season. Yeah. (laughs) But Hey, I'm happy. Yeah. So Arsenal technically has a chance to get an automatic spot in the the Champions League, but so they need to win. Yes. They need Tottenham to lose. They haven't done in a while. They need Tottenham to lose. Okay, which is unlikely. And they need to score eight goals. Oh, just eight. eight. Oh, that's it? Just eight? Yeah. Okay. Eight goals. Okay. So, I mean, it's possible. I mean, they have to win eight nothing, though. Like, they can't give up any goals either. True. So they can't win eight one. Well, they could win nine one. That's true. They could do that, too. (laughs) Anything is possible. (laughs) So, odds are, are slim. I think Tottenham should feel fairly confident that they could get it done. But it is technically possible. Yes, it is. It is technically possible. Like it's technically possible that Liverpool could win the title this weekend. It's probably it's definitely more possible that Liverpool win the title I, I think, than than Arsenal far. getting in a top four spot. You know, that's probably true. <laughs> when's when's the last time you were able to celebrate St. Tottenham's Day? It's been three year two three years. Yeah, because they two finished. Seasons? Well, I guess this will be the third year. Yeah. Because they're gonna, no de- they're definitely gonna finish above us. Day. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's been so long, I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we all think Manchester City is gonna win the title, basically. Uh, pretty. I'll say that uh, Liverpool's gonna win because I predict them at the beginning of the season. So I was like, just say I was right, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's probably more likely that Manchester City's gonna win this title. Yeah. I mean. You know, it's easy to say that these times have been especially crazy, but we have seen some really crazy turnarounds, so you never know. But yeah, I, I think I think Guardiola should feel pretty confident. Same. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's been a wild week, so um, we'll get into the wildness in a minute. But um, after this week, you can't anything is possible. I mean, really, that's kind of like the theme of. Of this of this week, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Prem talk. Um, no, I think we talked about the mid table a little bit. I think Leicester and Wolves are going to be pretty, still going to be pretty good, and Everton's probably going to be pretty good next year too. And the the relegation battles decided. Cardiff, and yeah. Fulham, and Huddersfield all going. Down. Oh, you know, I was going to um, ask you this in the at, towards the end, but I'll ask you now. Um, so, are we officially endorsing Leeds to get promoted to the Premier League? We're going to make that um, our podcast of full endorsement. I mean, that's my endorsement. Exactly. Well, I mean, I don't really have a horse in the race, so I, but, I can, I'll take whatever you say. But, uh, right, because the playoffs are Saturday, start the Saturday. The promotion playoffs to get in the Premier League next season yeah. are this weekend. At least the first round. I'm fine with Leeds or Aston Villa. Yeah, and it's Aston Villa, um, Leeds, obviously, Derby, uh-huh. Derby, excuse me. Yeah, Derby is playing Leeds. And West Bromwich Albion. Yeah, they're playing Aston Villa. They're playing Aston Villa. I got Super Frank. Super Frank, come Frank on. Right. All right, okay. Come on. If, if if he makes it to the to the Premier League. Well, yeah. since it's not a consensus, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I want to endorse Aston Villa. Okay. Um, Shout out to uh, the Peaky Blinders or whatever. Peaky <laughs> Um, That's right. Does that take place in Birmingham? Yeah, but actually, the people on the show are like Birmingham City fans, not Aston Villa fans. Cool. Um, Yeah, I think that that's Premier League talk. That we're gonna get real wild in a minute, but we're gonna come back and talk about some Champions League. All right, we're getting to the we're getting to. If you thought Monday was wild, you thought Vincent Company thinking he's like. Ronaldo, like circa like Manchester United days. <laughs> if you thought that was crazy, that's that you don't have nothing on one, a Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Tuesday, we'll start with Tuesday. Barcelona goes to Anfield with a three nothing lead. Everyone said, including Arsene Wenger, who's a very good analyst. It turns out, great managers like Mourinho and and Arsene Wenger know a lot about the game. 
they're on BN Sports if you want to check them out. Um, he said, "I won't do my I won't do my Arsene Wenger. I'll spare you my Arsene Wenger impression." But imagine a very thick French accent. Um, he said verbatim, "If it happens anywhere, it'll happen at Anfield, and it'll happen with Liverpool. Just that stadium, and just you know, with Klopp." He said it verbatim, and look what happened. Everyone knew what Liverpool were going to do. They, you know, of course they. I don't want to say it like it was inevitable. I mean, Barcelona should have won, or at least should have, you know, not uh, at least won the tie. Not, I mean, we shouldn't have known that like Liverpool was going to score, but it, they played. Um, my summary of the game is: I'm going to give the hardest insult that I can to Barcelona is their performance was Arsenal esque. That's harsh. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like they played with any urgency until really, like, it really kind of, like, the game was tied, or the tie was tied. Um, I don't really think that they played uh, – I, I think it was kind of a gutless performance by Barcelona, and I don't know if it was cockiness. I don't know if they just weren't, like, the press bothered them. Uh, it's, like, how – I don't understand how they weren't prepared for that. I mean, it's not so much that Liverpool were down and they were going to press. It's just that Liverpool always presses, and they're also down. And, you know, um, it should be a lot of credit to Liverpool because they are, of course, missing their two best – well, one of the two of their best players. They're missing Mo Salah. They're missing Roberto Firmino. Um, uh, Origi came through. Uh, he scores when he wants. Uh, they got hidden ball tricks, apparently, that we had no idea. Trent <laughs> – Alexander-Arnold. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what you guys thought. I'm just kind of rambling now. Well, um, they – it's not like they didn't have their chances. Allison had a great game. He's a great goalkeeper. He yeah. really he really held it down. I mean, just one goal would make all the difference. Right. Jordi Alba almost got it in, and it was a, just like a lightning well, quick. I would save. say that, I mean, Liverpool were playing so aggressively that, I mean, you kind of had to expect that Barcelona was just going to get chances just because they were playing so – they are just playing so up the field. Messi – Messi was like the coverage on Messi was like five players to one, and it was in- interesting tactic because obviously you're like okay we have all these stars um, penetrating, but what what what's really becoming more clear about Barcelona is that they're they're still like I'm not taking away um, their offensive capabilities, but I mean Messi orchestrates so much. Like they were covering him pretty hard the first leg, but this leg, there's there's three or four shots, different parts of the game where you just see five players just were like giving him nothing, and uh, it's really a systematic shutdown of his ability. To he kind of was like in that game. It kind of felt like watching him with Argentina. I, I feel like a lot of the game he was playing like a lot deeper than you really want Messi to play, just because he wasn't really getting a lot of service. Um, yeah, I mean, and the you know the media, of course. I mean, that's. Uh, what comes with being a superstar, you know, um, you, you, you get all the glory, you get all the blame, but it's like a lot of, like, you saw a bunch of Twitter polls from websites that were like, oh, is it, oh, how much blame is on Messi? And it's like, all right, of course he gets some of the blame. In fact, he probably gets most of the blame because he's let Messi and he, his team blew a three goalie, but nobody else on the team played very well either. <laughs> like, you know, you've got supposedly the favorites to win the tournament. I picked them all the time, all, all season to win the tournament. And, they come out flat like that. I just, it's pretty inexcusable. And Valverde's uh, got to go. I know. Uh, it's not. It's not. The thing is, when you're at the level of Barcelona, and I think it's like to the point. It's kind of like that with Man City or getting to that point. It's like winning the league, winning the cup. It's not enough, especially because we were talking about earlier off mic. We were talking about like um, Barcelona hasn't won the Champions League in, in since 2015. So it's been a while, um, you know, they dominate the league, especially in the La Liga where really it's three teams, really two, but LED are kind of coming in and really making a challenge now. But it's three teams, so it's not that much of a challenge like the Premier League where you have at least six teams that can really – I mean, really it was two this year, but theoretically there's there's six real challengers that can maybe make a run of the title. But in La Liga, it's really only three. So, you know – it's not exactly a super hard challenge for them. You know, Atleti, of course, um, challenged them. and But eventually, they pretty won run the league pretty easily. So, um, oh, my cat's walking by. Hello. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I think that um, it's unfair, and I think Valverde has done has won a lot for the club while he's been there during this run. But I think, um, yeah, if you – especially losing that way, losing, blowing a three-goal lead, uh, I think that he's out of here. Well, I don't know if that's too hot of a take. I, I mean, yeah, it's not a hot take. I mean, I, I, I kind of disagree because um, I think um, he has – He's, he still has the chops to be able to um, get some more key players to fill the right positions. I think, uh, I mean, Europe, you know, the Champions League, you're really tested. And I think he has a great formula for a lot of stuff. But it was clear there was always holes in Barcelona that just weren't tested before. And uh, one, I mean, I, you know, th- there's, there's a, it's it's kind of like uh, Man- not quite like Manchester United, but they are like. There's been a lot of talks of calling like from the very beginning, of like you know they spend too much money on some forwards. I mean Coutinho, unfair. I get it. He's not having a good season. They're probably no. He stinks. What are you talking yeah, he's, about? He's, not, he's been terrible since he's, he's been in Barcelona. Bad. He had a particularly mediocre game. Yeah, in Anfield. Right. Of course, former former Liverpool player. Uh, you know yeah. what's funny actually that you brought up because. Suarez and Coutinho obviously play for Liverpool. Um, Suarez got a lot of heat from the crowd, and there was they That's a right. lot of the uh, you know BBC and like uh, BT Sport and whatever were talking about the fact that they cheered cheat at him. They didn't mention the fuck off Suarez. They didn't seem to mention that, but I heard that very clearly through my through my phone while I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because Suarez he plays the same way as he did at Liverpool. He's like. Um... He's always trying to start something. Yeah. You remember he, he injured Andy Robertson, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. forced Andy Robertson off. Mm-hmm. And then as Andy Robertson is on the ground, like um, uh, recovering from the injury, but eventually did force him off, where he was substituted for Jorginho Wijnaldum, by the way, who ended up scoring two goals. Right. It didn't always work out. But like, he goes up to him like, hey, make sure you're okay, man, Suarez does. <laughs> like right after he purposely like stuck his leg out. Yeah, yeah. Like, not that Andy Robertson wasn't willing to start something either. He he got that shove in on Messi early in the game. Right. Yes. That. Um, you know, it was part of the the uh, was the heavy metal. Oh, heavy metal football. football. Yeah, football that yeah. Arsenal or the excuse me Liverpool plays. Yeah, we don't. We Arsenal doesn't play uh, football. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I what one one quote especially really ranks. Uh, Close to me, I guess there is Jurgen Klopp who says to Coutinho, you know, if you stay here, they're going to build a statue of you. If you go anywhere else to Bayern, to Real, anywhere, you'll, you'll you got just like be three years. Like, you got three years tops. Yeah, and uh, it's like I mean, that's exactly what happened. You know, absolutely what happened. I also think he's like really perfect for Liverpool. You, talk, you said Klopp, right? Okay, <laughs> I, okay, my bad. Yes. Um, I think he's also. Um, He's perfect for Liverpool. Like I just uh, saw this video where he like they're performing like a song, like this band who's performing a song, and like he was just drinking all the fans. And I think he's like he's perfect for like I don't know Liverpool's not a small city, but like they're kind of more. It's not like London, you know, or um, it's kind of a smaller community. And I think that he has really embraced the community of Liverpool, and I think that he's kind of like perfect for that team. Like this is personality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Could, and he got yeah. them to believe that they could beat Barcelona after being down three yeah. nothing. Well, I think that three nothing win in Barcelona sort of flattered Barcelona. To be honest, uh, I don't know if you guys. No, I kind of agree with you. Um, yeah, they scored that. It last, took it took a it, goal yeah it took a, some magic from Messi. Yeah, um, I think Liverpool had a fair number of chances in that first leg that they didn't put away. Surprisingly. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that like a four nothing comeback was expected mm-hmm. per se, but I don't know if I was like completely I, surprised. I think honest. I think most people knew that we, they were that Liverpool was going to make Barcelona sweat. Yeah. Oh, well, I remember there's a moment in that first leg where Usman Dembele, mm-hmm. who got injured in the game in the league game between these two semifinal legs, uh-huh. so he couldn't play right. in the second leg. By the way. Um, he, Usman Dembele in the first leg, has a chance, just like an incredibly easy sitter, mm-hmm. to go up 4 nothing, 
and he missed he was hard. He misses, and Lionel Messi like gives him the you know one of these yeah. the, the death glare like how could you miss that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but they're winning through nothing. You're like eh, it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. Well, it did basically. Um, so even I guess the point being, even then, you what? still they were still thinking like, well, we get all every chance we can take because Liverpool, you know, they were never they're never uh, beaten basically. Never give up, as, as Mo Salah shirt said. Yeah, as this shirt said. That guy's not good at basketball, by the way. I don't know if you saw that video. Yeah, Mo I did Salah see that video. Mo Salah. <laughs> he's a great basketball player. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty good footballer, though. Yeah. <laughs> How untested are you as a team if you, off a set piece, go to sleep that much? Oh, shout out to my friend Bilal. He, he didn't intentionally send me this what I took from this clip, but he sent me your video. And that's how you know like it really resonated with people because like he doesn't like soccer at all. But he sent me like a clip um, that was just basically at the goal, and it showed like a reverse angle, which I didn't see during the like the broadcast of like Ter Stegen. You can't see his face, but you can see him like from the back, just like his oh shit moment, where he's like oh shit, the calls behind me. It's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen, where he's just like is like over here, he's like over to his right, just like oh shit, and it's like too late. Do we want to describe Ooh. in detail what happened here? So this is yeah. when Barcelona has already given up three goals. Liverpool's tied up. The tie, and we're in what the 79th minute, something like that. Yes, and Liverpool has won a corner, and like Barcelona frequently do, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, it goes out for corner, and they like immediately turn to the ref to whine about it. And Trent Alexander Arnold, the young English uh, right back, mm-hmm. right back, he's Going over to take the corner, he puts the ball down, and he turns away like he's going to leave it for Jadon Shakiri to t- kick the ball. And then he sees Divock Origi just standing there completely unmarked, the whole of the Barcelona defense not looking at the ball or Divock Origi. They're all looking at the referee. And Trent Alexander-Arnold, Trent Alexander-Arnold TAA, turns around, quickly just kicks the corner, goes right to Divac Origi, who volleys it into the back of the net, before most of the Barcelona defense has even realized that the ball was even put in play. And that was that was the goal. That That's the humiliation factor. The three, even getting a tie, yes, but that goal, they're, they're missing, they're, they're, there's just like a lack of, of concentration and discipline. That's it's just like why? Why are you looking at the ref right there? You are Barcelona. You are a well. That's why they are world. pointing to the ref right there. This is great for you. You hate Barcelona, so oh, wow. I mean, it's a, it's a fact, though. <laughs> I didn't say anything wrong. Not, not a huge. <laughs> I mean, so so to me, it's it's almost as if like how, how do I explain? It's like a it's like an animal that's untested in the wild. They're just so used to just being in control of everything. You know what I mean? And sure, they've had some tough games, but I mean, they have just been—they've been untested on this level, and they just weren't ready to to deal with. You know, I mean, they should be used to it. This is the second year in a row that they blew a three-goal lead. That's right. Which yeah. is the which is the, honestly the craziest part of this. Is like it happened twice in a row. Right. Yeah. I think we should talk about that real quick. So last season, in the quarterfinal, mm-hmm. in the first leg against Roma, against my Roma. Yeah, it's your Roma. Barcelona scored. They win 4-1 at the Camp Nou. And then they go to Rome, and they lose 3-0. AS Roma goes through on away goals into the semifinals, where they eventually lose to Liverpool. But either way. So <clears throat> this is two seasons in a row where Barcelona, after getting a big win at home, blow it in the away leg. And... You know, in between then, after that loss in Rome, Lionel Messi had, like, a whole big speech at the beginning of the season, how, you know, we're, like, it's Champions League or bust, essentially. I'm not quoting exactly, but a lot of emphasis... That loss in the translation from Spanish. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of emphasis was put on the Champions League this season for Barcelona. And to come up short like this, you know, not just to lose, but to lose in the most dramatic and 
essentially humiliating way possible is uh it's like you said probably going to be the end of Ernesto Valverde and uh yeah I think uh we might be seeing a shift or changing of the guard of Barcelona just like writ large. Yeah, it might be a looking players. a little more Dutch in there. Yeah, yeah it might be looking a little <laughs> more Dutch. Yeah, that's, well, we'll get to that here fairly soon. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so we are, yeah, I, good segue. Look at you, you're a professional broadcaster. Um, so um, we thought we were going to get a Johan Cruyff to a derby, but we we're going to end up getting a Peter Cross derby. Um, <laughs> that's right. Oh, <laughs> Did you guys, you guys didn't see that <clears throat> Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So um, we thought we were gonna get Ajax Barcelona. I I'm I thought I was gonna wear my Johan Cruyff. I'm still gonna wear my Johan Cruyff jersey to the, the when we watch the game, but um, it's not gonna mean anything anymore. It's just gonna be cool. Um, yeah. Um, second semifinal. Second semifinal in uh, in Amsterdam. Ajax are up one nothing. I think out of the two legs, I think we probably. Wasn't surprised that Tottenham came back. They were only down a goal, and and they only if they were going away. So even if they scored, they would it it wouldn't come down to away goals. But um, the victory wasn't as much a surprise as the it, way it happened. It happened. Yeah, right. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you for <laughs> translating my mush. Um, yeah. So uh, they get absolutely Tottenham get absolutely dominated in the second half. Or sorry, in the first half. Um, uh, in the I, first game, the first leg, honestly, I think. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ajax had the run of it. Yeah. Um, in uh, in London. Um, yeah. So in the first half, it looks like Ajax is just going to shoe in for uh, Champions League final. Uh, the miracle is going to continue. Then all of a sudden, in the second half, uh, Lucas Mora becomes like. I don't know. <laughs> I think we should talk about so in the first half. Ronaldo, I guess. We, we should talk about in the first half what happens, right? So. Matthias De Ligt, yeah. a young Dutch center back, nineteen, already like one of the best defenders on the planet, probably. Yeah, but or, he he looked really like above his years in the first half, and looked like his age in the second half. Yeah. He like made like he didn't make a huge mistake, but he made like almost like a crucial. He almost scored an own goal on on like Ajax in the second half. We were like the thing about um, oh sorry, finish what you're talking about yeah. the first half, and I'll go into it. So like I said. Really talented player. He, the captain, he scores off a header, which had a little bit of controversy. Well, maybe there was a foul involved, but mm-hmm. I didn't really think. I didn't think so either. either. But there was a little bit of complaining. Um, he scores early in the first half to put Ix two up on aggregate. Then, um, what is it? Zayek, Hakim Zayek. Yeah, he scores, scores the second goal. He scores in the, the second goal in the thirty fifth minute. Thirty fifth minute. It was it was a real nice goal. Yeah, it was from. I don't know if he was from outside the box. He's on the left side. Mm. Hits the side netting. Quick, quick interlude. Zach, he was he, uh, obviously Ramadan, right? He didn't have food until the twenty fourth minute. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How did he get the food? Um, it must have been like uh, I don't know some kind of stoppage. Oh, okay. He, <laughs> You're just like, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember like the like the. I guess they were probably maybe like injury or like something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Um, so so we go into halftime in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and Tottenham are down three 0 on aggregate. Yeah. It looks like. And then. And then, uh, Lucas Moura's looks like Ronaldo, as in like R nine, not uh, CR seven, um, Brazilian Ronaldo. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. Greg's heading out. Um, do you want to say anything about Chelsea before you go? Oh, yeah. Um, we're a very lucky team. Okay. <laughs> it's all, right. all luck. All right. Um, what was I ta- oh, talking about? Oh, Lucas Mora, great striker. In the- looks like the great striker in the world. Uh, scores a hat trick. Um, like I was saying about the lit, he's like, he almost scores an own goal. Um, yeah, hopefully my cat doesn't. Oh, <laughs> my cat doesn't like, escape. Um, so he, he almost scores an own goal. Uh, and just you know, uh, in the Juventus tie, now I got my thoughts gathered. In the Juventus game, when Ronaldo scores, they were rattled for like five minutes, where I was like, "Oh shit! Like it's over! Like Juventus is gonna win like two, three, nothing, and like it's just gonna end. That dream's gonna end here." And it did. And then they just they scored again, and it was like back to being like having their swagger back. And then they never 
after that first goal, got their swagger back. So Lucas scores scores in the uh, scores in the fifty fifth minute, and he scores f- four minutes later. So after that, like they're just like panicking, and you can just tell like a lot. I mean, we talked about like the kind of the age thing is a little overrated because like they do have like veteran people there, but like you can just tell they're not built for this. Like it was like <clears throat> they weren't. I actually kind of thought it was going to be a problem because in all their knockout ties, they came in, they had to play the underdog. They didn't have yeah. to protect the lead, and they play they all those second legs were away. Right, yeah. I think that made a difference as well. Yeah, so it so I thought that could have been a problem, but I thought what would have happened was that you know Tottenham were going to score early, and then they were going to that was going to rattle them. But I didn't think they were going to like. I didn't think Ajax. I guess they just weren't used to playing with that chip and really protecting a lead and really defending because they really had to do that. They had to play that kind of a very aggressive, very like attacking style that whole time. And I think that they, them being kind of like underdogs the whole time was really beneficial. They weren't used to being favored. I think that was definitely a factor. Yeah. Yeah. They went into halftime. Every Ajax fan in that stadium thought they were going through to a Champions League final. Yeah. I saw like a brutal video of like, like Ajax fans, like in a bar, just like counting down like the seconds. And this is like, everyone's like, yeah, it's like, Oh wait, no. Uh, so, Lucas Mora, because we said we had he scores hat trick. He scores his hat doesn't just score a hat trick. He scores his last goal and there's like five minutes of extra time left. He scores at like he's literally scores at like ninety five like a one. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like as close the of a ball buzzer beater is crossing the goal. Yeah, line like at, as it hits yes. ninety five minutes. Yeah, it's like the most it's almost perfect. Yeah, um, and then so apparently they get I get like Fergie time where they just like they get like. It feel like it ninety seconds it, or whatever. Yeah, they get like a, it was because um for some time wasting that I was just trying to do. They added some more time on the clock. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it was pretty much over when Lucas Moore scored that. Did ninety seconds or not? And um, I <laughs> obviously I heard gonna I try to I'm gonna be biased now. I try to tell this. I, mean, I was watching this game just like praying. I think I was praying. I'm not a very religious man. Who was like. Look, I just thought, like, okay, this is going to go wide. This is going to go wide to Lucas Moore goal. And it just, like, it just, like, didn't. Because it, it wasn't exactly, like, what he didn't really hit it that well. Or he at least, like, wasn't, like, in, like, the best position to hit it. He didn't hit it that hard. Yeah, he didn't he hit it that hard. It right like, where it needed, needed to, to be. Go. But a lot of those type of shots, like, either bounce off the crossbar or just go wide. So I was like, I was like, please, please. I was like, Carlton Fix, like, trying to make a goal, like, out. Yeah, that was a goal. So the game-winning goal, the, the tie-winning goal. The goal that took champ- that took Tottenham Hotspur to the first ever Champions League final. Yeah, it involved a lot of uh, much maligned players for Tottenham. I think so. It it started from a with a long ball from Hugo Lloris, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, who had some huge saves in that game. Yes, and Hugo Lloris, who hasn't had the best of seasons, I think. Yes, he now he's had some rocky moments after the World Cup. He. Um, he sh- kicks the long ball. Fernando Llorente, the big, tall Spaniard, who has also been much maligned, had that long goal drought. Mm-hmm. He brings the ball down beautifully. He flicks it on to Deli Ali, who gets just the right pass to... Um. New Ronaldo. <laughs> New Ronaldo. <laughs> Lucas, Lucas Mora, <laughs> who somehow is able to, even though he's got two defenders yeah. like who should probably get to the ball before him, Yeah, he gets there and he hits it first time and it rolls right past the goalie <laughs> to take Tottenham to the Champions League final. It was an absurd play. It really was. Yeah. Um, so... Let's uh, who's who's taking this thing? Who are you, who are you? So we've got Liverpool, we got and Liverpool, Tottenham. we got, we got an all England. England Champions League, League final for the second time. We have ever. an all England Europa League, just first time ever country has had a Europa League final oh, and a League final. Um, first all English Europe, well, technically it wasn't Europa League, it was the Europa Cup since 1972, which was you want to know? Do you want to guess? Derby and. Tottenham? Well, you got the second one, right? It was uh, Wolves and Tottenham. Tottenham won. Tottenham won. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, who are we taking 
Well, so, I mean, definitely Liverpool are going to be favorites, right? I think. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, they're the, they, on paper, are the better team. They're definitely the better team. If you look at the Premier League table, they, they've got way more points than Tottenham. Harry Kane might be back, though. Harry Kane. Well, Salah probably will be back. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Firmino. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the timetable of that is. Um, I think Liverpool's going to take it. Okay. Um, I think it'll be tight. I think Pochettino, um, who who was incredibly emotional in a way that like most managers, you just don't really see, by the way, they yeah. do that. That semifinal, you know, he falls to the ground. He's crying like a little baby. There was a lot of tears this week between the Liverpool and the the Tottenham games. But Pochettino, I think he's going to set up his team and much better than Ernesto Valverde did. Um, I think they'll probably try to sit back, mostly um, defend. What's going to happen if just, like somebody goes up three nothing in this game? I don't know. <laughs> like just everyone's like, internet's gonna go crazy. <laughs> like a team is up three nothing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, three nothing <laughs> lead clearly is not safe. Yeah. They had two three nothing deficits erased. Um. Well, I'm gonna um, we're gonna take a quick break, uh, and then we're gonna talk about um Europa League, League and then talk about some uh, some cups, some uh, uh domestic cups. All right. Uh, we're back. Um, once again, um, talking, uh, we're gonna talk some Europa League, the superior European cup competition. It's, it's, it's the European NIT. <laughs> um, but your team's in the final. So, so. it's so very superior to the Champions League. Oh, cause yeah, who cares about yeah, who cares about that Spurs or whatever. Um, yeah, so, um, we are in the final. I only, I, uh, only freaked out like five times during the game. 500 <laughs> times. Yeah. Um, I only flooded the group chat with like dark memes, um, like about a few times, but, um, yeah, pretty comfortable win. I don't really have much. We could talk more about the Chelsea game, honestly, because, um, Arsenal won, um, five, two, or sorry, four, two, uh, on the, in the game, five, seven, three in aggregate, uh, uh, Briere and Aubameyang had a hat trick. Lacazette scored. Um, we went to Valencia, took care of business. Uh, well, it wasn't that easy. I mean, no, it was, there was... Valencia got the go-ahead goal. Yeah, they scored first. So there were scares, but I think like towards like the end of the... Like, Aubameyang had a beautiful goal. Towards the, the middle the game, Towards early. the middle of the second half, it was pretty much over. Yeah. So like for like at like the 50th minute, it was pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a little bit of a yeah. There was there was there was nervy moments, but it was nothing like the Chelsea Frankfurt game. Yeah. No, I gotta say I was impressed with Arsenal, but I mean you do have Unai Emery. That's the, true. The Europa, Europa League, League King. expert. <laughs> yes, exactly. Does he have four Europa? I think this would be his fourth. This would be his if fourth? he wins this. That's, that's incredible, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on to the uh, Europa League final in, in Baku. Yeah, Baku, Azerbaijan. Uh, I wanted to see. I'm sad that Greg look. I wanted to sing with him. We are going to Baku. Well, actually, most people aren't. They're only giving what, like, six thousand seats. Well, there's also a bunch to, of there's also like to a bunch Arsenal of... and uh, six thousand seats to Chelsea, which is it's like a sixty-eight thousand seat stadium. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's also a bunch of shit with like uh, Mkhitaryan, with like there's some weird political shit there. I don't know what's up yeah. with that, where he might not be able to go. Jeez, I don't nice. know what the deal is with that. But either way, yeah. Um, should we move on to? Yeah, we can do. We can talk Frankfurt? about yeah Chelsea Frankfurt. Um, so this was a one one. Uh, Chelsea had the away goal advantage going into this is at Stamford Bridge, um, and um, they kind of struggled against a, a very hungry, I would say, Frankfurt team. Um, they also have the the young starlet. Um, Jovic. Yeah, Jovic. He's probably going to be. He's going to Real Madrid. Madrid. There's already a, there's already a mixtape that says "Walking Around Madrid," so it's official, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, with all, with EDM and everything, uh, so um, he scored. Uh, so uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek. You see what happens when you play your young players? They actually can do good things. For did you. you see? Did you hear the booing when they brought Ruben Loftus Cheek off for Ross Barkley? Oh, I didn't. I was watching the. I was listening to the Arsenal game when that happened. The booing was insane. They were pissed, mm-hmm. the Chelsea fans. They yeah, I mean, it's, anno- it's annoying the way that they treat, like, their young players. It's, I, I would well, he's not, it's not just that he's young. He's just, like, better than the other guys. Well, that yeah, got. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Then uh, Luka Djokovic, uh, Djokovic, not Djokovic, that's Jovic. Jovic. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I got basketball in the brain. Um, he scores, and uh, who was the guy? Who was the guy? On so the, did you see the? Was it was Rubic? Auntie Rebic. Rebic. The Croatians. He, he pulls like the Andrew Andrew Bogut like run down the court like he's all just in before he scores, which is was amazing. They should have just given Frankfurt the game for that because that was like the best moment of the game. Um, so it goes to penalties. Um, Chelsea looked pretty rocky at first, and then all of a sudden Kepa scores. Uh, sorry, scores. It uh, saves a penalty with his knee, uh, and then that kind of changes the whole penalty shootout. Well, he was close on an earlier penalty. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Where he basically, like, he just, it was just too hard for him. I like, think the, the context being he was in a penalty shootout in the League Cup against mm-hmm. Manchester City right. early in the season. And he was supposed to get subbed out, and he refused to get subbed out. It was a whole thing. And so there was a lot of pressure on him personally to come up big here in this moment. And he did. He got two saves. And Eden Hazard with potentially his last kick at Stamford Bridge mm-hmm. in a Chelsea uniform, scored the, the winning penalty, took Chelsea to the Europa League final. They did, and it's the London Derby in Baku. It's the London Derby in Baku. Um, We've got three London teams in European finals this season. Who runs the world? London. Apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so I'm going to say Greg isn't here. Um, but I'll have to tell him uh, in person. Um, if Chelsea like go out and try to win this game, they're dick- mean to try- go they're, out and try if to win they're this dickheads. Game. They don't need to win this game. They're already in the Champions League. They don't need to win. What? What's the? They already won a Champions League. What does the Europa League do for them? Just send out your your under like twelve team, and then just let us win. Come on. That's right. So the, the winner of the Europa League gets a slot in the Champions League. Because we um, fucked our chance to get in the Champions League. And Arsenal are not going to make... Well, they have to score eight goals? Yeah, they have to score eight goals and not give up any goals. Okay. And Tottenham has to lose. I think... I mean, you should want to win the Europa League just because it's a trophy. No, I do. But, I mean, the main the main goal of this Arsenal season was to get back in the Champions League, no matter what it is. And, obviously, I feel like with the Europa League, I think, like, in, like, the group stage, and, like, I think in, like, the group stage, it's just, like, a hassle. Because you're, like, playing, like, these random teams in, like, these random places. It's just too long. Too, it's too big. Too big, and it's, like, um, it just kind of puts a strain on the season. We saw what happened with Burnley. Like, Burnley, like, completely, like, fell apart at the beginning of the season because mm-hmm. they were in the Europa League. But, um... Yeah, it's, it, it kind of, and then, like, by the time, like, you're, like, the quarterfinals, you're like, okay, let's just win this, because, like, we might as well. We put all this time in it. Like, all our <laughs> players are hurt. We might as well just win it. So, obviously, we're going to win it, and, like, I'll, we haven't won a European trophy in, like, since, like, 1984, so I'm not going to say no to a European trophy. Uh, that was the Cup Winners' Cup. Yeah. Just in case, you know, right. have to Google it. <laughs> I don't remember who they beat, though. Um, but... Yeah, so, I mean, Arsenal has... They have a mixed bag of a record in uh, European Cup Finals, honestly, mm. or European Finals. So, this would be, I think this would be a big one for them. For sure. Yeah, I think it would be huge. It's going to be huge to boost kind of, like, Embry's profile and, you know, just getting back into Champions League would be great. Um, yeah, do you have a pick? I wanted uh, I wanted Greg here to stare at you like me, and so me and you could stare at you. Me and him could stare at you like angrily. To make I think pick. I think um, I think I'm gonna pick Arsenal actually. Okay. Surprised as I am to say that. Um, I think they're they front two of Lacazette and Aubameyang, who were excellent in this game, mm-hmm. have been the reason Arsenal are as good as they are. Basically, you no, don't I mean, really see, they're the whole team. Yeah, you don't see like strike partnerships like these two too much anymore. Yeah, it's sort of interesting. But. It's kind of forced. Like they're so good that they've kind of forced like an old school like four four two style. Yeah, you know who sort of plays four four two? Kind kinda. Mm-hmm. Barcelona. Yeah, I mean that's a, kind of the same thing. It's like like Suarez and Messi are so good. That you, can, yeah, you, you have, have to, to have you have play them on the same time, at the same time. Um. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll pick Arsenal too. Because, like, honestly, like, I don't want to be in a Europa League again. Like, let's just win it this year and just get it, get it over with. So, um, we got the Europa League god in uh, Una, uh, Una Emery. Uh, Una Emery, sorry. Um, so, 
Uh, hopefully, we could get that done. I'm sure. I'm assuming Greg's going to pick Chelsea. I would hope so. So <laughs> Arsenal beat Parma in the 1994. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't. I knew it was like a kind of random team. Yeah, they had Gianfranco Zola on the team. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to do some quick. Uh, so we, we're probably not going to do another episode until after the the uh, Champions League final. So um, we're going to do some quick uh, quick domestic cup picks. Okay. So um, you don't have to do the French Cup. It's already been decided. Uh, PSG blew it. Yeah. And uh, Neymar punched someone in the fucking face. <laughs> and <laughs> and Bobby got a red card. Um FA Cup, Man City, uh, Watford. City. Yeah, City. Um, DFB uh, Pokal. DFB Pokal. So it's. Oh, Leipzig. you'll be told the I just wanted me to like bungle that thing again. It's Leipzig and. And, and Bayern Munich. And Bayern, Bayern, yeah. Um, I got to pick uh, Leipzig with the uh, American Tyler Adams. Yeah, let's go with. Uh, let's go with. You pick uh, it with my heart. Yeah, let's go with Tyler Adams. Tyler, the Tyler Adams Cup. Uh, Copa uh, Italia, that's uh, Lazio and Atalanta. Yeah, I'm definitely picking Atalanta. They're the like surprise pick, yeah. surprise package of this Serie A season. Yeah, because they're uh, in a they're in a they're Champions make League. The Champions League. They already qualified, or, or they're it... like they're the favorites. Okay. Um, favorites. Yeah. yeah, well, we don't support Nazi clubs here, so I'm going to go with Atalanta too. Um, Copa del Rey, Barca, Valencia. Uh, I think. Barcelona are going to be angry that they blew it and mm. are going to blow Valencia away. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Valencia's probably like, oh my god, why Why did you have to do this? <laughs> why did you have to blow it? Um, yeah, that's our cup picks. Um, I think that sums up everything. Is there anything else that we didn't get to? I don't think so. I think we're good. All right, so I don't know what you have to do, uh, people listening to this. I don't know if you like call your senator uh, – your co- write your congressman, uh, protest in front of the White House, but our Instagram got taken down over some BS. So I don't know who you have to talk to, but help us get that back. So we don't have an Instagram anymore, but you can follow me if you want, and I'll just like annoy your stories and about soccer. Um, so I, so you can follow me at bcruise590 if you want. Um, and we're all on all the um, streaming ser- services for uh podcast apps um yeah uh greg's got a new album coming out at some point um we don't have a date or whatever but listen to it when it comes out uh all right happy soccer uh come on you gunners uh fuck chelsea um yeah that sums it up oh no, fuck, uh, come on liverpool uh we're gonna me and greg are gonna sing um <laughs> you never walk alone very loud um on june 1st uh all right see ya